Okay, do you really need more ammunition on standby for concealed carry? Well, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, what's up Warriors? It is Jeff Anderson from WarriorLife.com and welcome to podcast episode number 342. And look, before we get started here, I just want to give a quick shout out to Saltwater Hippie who left us a five-star review over on iTunes and he said, I just came across your podcast and listened to all of 2021 on my way to work. I love the information. I'm very happy I came across this program. I'm a forever dedicated listener now and I have started following you on my YouTube channel as well and it goes along great. With me being a firearms instructor, I can never get enough to be able to pass on the best information and training to my students. So thank you there for uh, Saltwater Hippie and your comment there. And if you have a comment, if you're liking our podcast, please go ahead and share it with those that you know that kind of share our same viewpoints and are looking for this kind of a training. And please leave us your own five-star review over on wherever you listen to your podcast, actually. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it here. Carry extra ammo. <laughs> that's, not like, that's not new advice for anybody. I understand that, all right? Look, you can pop into any online forum out there and you're going to see that question somewhere there where it said, you know, should I carry a spare magazine for my concealed carry gun or a speed loader if you're, if you're carrying a revolver? And when you see that question, you're going to get basically the same answers in every single one of those forums. Now, generally it comes down to basically three camps and two of those camps make up about 95% of the concealed handgun carriers out there. There are the absolutely, I carry a spare mag all the time group, and the you absolutely should carry spare ammo, but I don't. And there is a very generous lean in the should but don't group there. Now, the other group of about 5% thinks that the other 95% of us are members of the Tactical Tinfoil Hat Brigade, and I get it. Look, I understand that most defensive situations are not going to require more than just a couple of bullets to end the attack. That's based upon real-life stories of assaults out there. Now, in episode number 231, I shared with you eight reasons why you really should consider carrying a spare mag or a speed loader. So if you want, you can check out that episode wherever you listen to your podcasts or on our website over at warriorlifepodcast.com. It'll take you over to that section. Or you can simply grab the cheat sheet for that episode by going to www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 231, and you can download it for free there. But besides those eight, there are actually two relatively new news events that I've seen that, in my opinion, really strengthen the need to go with the more is better option when it comes to ammunition for concealed carry. Now, these are relatively new threats. I say relatively. It's arguable that they've kind of been around for a while, but they've really come to light here recently. And I think every concealed weapon carrier needs to really take to heart and recommit to being better prepared when in public and carrying. And both of these things kind of go against one of the common arguments that those spare mag naysayers out there use to laugh at us for carrying extra ammo. And that's that you don't need to carry extra ammunition unless you live in a high crime area frequented by gangs that you might face out there or you're literally in a war zone, either as like a, a cop out on the beat or you are a soldier out on the battlefield. 
So for me, in light of all that's happened in just the last year, I have to beg to differ with the naysayers out there because I think we absolutely are in a war zone. So let me give you a couple of reasons why I say that. So in July of 2020, there was a young mother, Charmaine Turner, and her eight-year-old daughter, Sekaria, and a male family friend who was driving them, and they had just turned off of an Atlanta interstate. Now, they had just finished eating, and they had pulled into a parking lot when they were suddenly stopped by an armed mob of protesters. Now, these protesters had created basically a human barricade where they had pulled in, and it was somewhere near the burned-out Wendy's location of where that fatal shooting was of Rayshard Brooks by an Atlanta police officer. So while the driver tried to get the mob to back off away from them, at some point, someone in the group opened fire on the vehicle, and they had struck it several times, and the bullets had gone into the vehicle and had injured the eight-year-old girl that was sitting in the back seat. Now, the driver tried to escape the area, but he was faced with this mob there. So his only escape route was to go through the human barricade. And when he did so, he struck one of the protesters who was armed with a rifle. Now, that person managed to get back up on his feet, and he opened fire on the car as well. Now, once that person opened fire... Some of the people in the crowd thought that someone in the car was shooting back at them. So at that point, two or three other protesters started shooting at the car also. Consider that scenario. Now, let me give you another situation to consider here. In June of 2018, two uh, two San Francisco police officers were on patrol and they had stopped four men on a street corner for an open container violation. Now, one officer approached the group and the other one went to go park the vehicle when one of the four, one of the four guys really, he just started running off out of nowhere. So the officer that was on foot chased after him and during the pursuit, he said that he saw the man take off his jacket and he pull out and pull out a gun from his waistband. So the officer opened fire, striking the man in the back, and the guy fell down to the ground, bleeding, unconscious. Now, there's a body cam video of this entire incident, and what I'll do is I'll link to it in the show notes on our site where this podcast episode is, so you can go take a look at it. But what I want you to notice, what I want to draw your attention to when you watch this video is what happened after the shooting, because that's when things get really scary. So what you'll see is that bystanders who witnessed the shooting, some of, some of them didn't even witness the shooting. Um, they started to gather with their phones and started harassing the police officer. And they were yelling at him for shooting the man. Now the crowd gets bigger and bigger and bigger and things start to get really physical to the point where the backup officers that were called in had to push the crowd back as they got more aggressive. And they also had to try to locate the gun that the officer said that he saw because it it wasn't visible anywhere around there where the injured guy was. So they were afraid that somebody might pick up the gun and walk off with it. Now, keep in mind that these are officers involved in the shooting. They have already have established authority. They have a badge, they have backup, they've got guns there. What if you were forced to shoot an attacker out of pure self-defense? What if other people from the scene or neighborhood came to investigate what happened? What if you just shot someone who they see as not having done anything wrong? Again, maybe someone from their own neighborhood, or maybe there's simply a racial difference there, and it's during a time of racial tension. 
What if there's no weapon immediately visible and it looks like you just gunned down an unarmed person? Are you going to be able to call for backup against an angry, aggressive mob as they start showing up in larger numbers? So I hate to say it, but you may need to get the hell out of there instead of waiting around for the cops to show up. And that's if you or someone else had the ability to even call 911 before things got out of hand. And you may even need to shoot your way to safety if you're attacked or chased by that mob. But let me go ahead and go back to the tinfoil hat brigade accusation out there about it being overkill to carry extra ammunition unless you're a cop or you're deployed to a war zone. So let me ask you, do armed checkpoints, burning buildings, looting of stores, angry mobs targeting other citizens that they see as the enemy, does any of this sound like a war zone to you? I can tell you I've been in a war zone and I can tell you that it absolutely does. So look, it's not new news to anyone out there that we are extremely divided as a country right now. And personally, I think that you'll probably share my opinion in this, but I don't see any kumbaya moments happening anytime soon that are going to like re- reunite us as a nation. So as different ideologies collide, protests have happened more frequently, will continue to happen, I believe, and will continue to become more violent. It's become bigger than just personal frustrations. People are now grouped together for their own causes. Antifa, Black Bloc, Redneck Revolt, Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, Three Percenters. Organizations are being formed on both the far left and the far right of the political spectrum out there. And each side has their own version, their own interpretation of what justice and freedom actually mean. So make no mistake, folks. I feel like now more than ever, our division is a very real threat that increases our chances of facing these warlike scenarios, even for everyday citizens. So ask any soldier. More attackers means a need for more ammunition if you're ever stuck in a no escape situation where it's you against several armed, I'm going to say militants in quotes here, and you may need to shoot your way out to safety. So I want you to really consider that when you think about whether or not, one, you should carry extra ammunition in the way of an of a extra magazine or a speed loader. And two, if you, even if you do know it, are you actually doing it? Are you actually doing it? There are lots of ways to be able to carry a spare magazine with you, lots of comfortable ways that you can carry one. And if you don't believe in carrying one on your body or if you think it's too uncomfortable, you can always keep one inside of your vehicle, glove compartment, or someplace else that you might want to keep it so that you do have extra ammunition. If for some reason, for example, you're able to escape a mob, you're able to get to your vehicle, at least you have something there that is available should you need it if you if you find yourself in a very heated area unbeknownst to you that protests and things like this have really have really sparked up in okay you never know when you're going to make that wrong turn into a parking lot or down a street whether it is you've run out of gas and you're you need to get off the highway to try and find a a gas station somewhere, you don't know when you're going to make that wrong turn or the right turn into the wrong situation where you are going to need extra ammunition. So consider all of that. 
All right. So what I'd like to do is ask to hear from you. What are your thoughts on carrying extra ammo for concealed carry? What have you found to be the best location to carry a spare magazine or a speed loader? And what other considerations have I not covered in this episode or in our broadcast in episode 231? I want to know what have I missed? So go ahead and leave a comment where you'll find this episode on our site over at warriorlifepodcast.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say, and I'll link to both the 231 cheat sheet as well as this one in the resources section there as well. And until our next Warrior Life podcast episode, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.